Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. Good morning, you beautiful human. Today, we're going to talk about some of the most basic things that we're all already doing every day and how to opt up <laughs> and how to optimize that so that you can help your anxiety, ADHD, or other neurodiversity along the way. So there's three things. And before you completely just leave when I tell you the three. Um, I want you to at least listen to the first one and see what you think, okay? So we really need to focus on how we breathe, how we eat, and how we sleep. Okay, first one is eating. No, first one was breathing. Sorry, I'm still tired. Um, I ended up, we had a lot of things going on last night and the last couple of weeks of the holidays, I did not already have this recorded. So I'm recording it this morning and my brain is still not fully functioning apparently. Anyway, um, breathing. You're probably breathing wrong. Um, I am going to be posting a reel on Instagram. I will pin it at the top of my page for a while Um, And it's going to show, I'm going to be talking about breathing and I'll show you um, like a position that you can get into to kind of force yourself into proper belly breaths. So whenever I would go to my chiropractor when I had like super high anxiety, um, we call it control all deleting your brain. I was like, my anxiety is really high. I need a reset. And he would do several things. And one of the things that he would do is put this chair up on the table and put my legs on it and we would refocus in on breathing properly and I you know after doing that so many times I'm like is this how I'm supposed to be breathing like all the time and I'm just not and he's like yeah essentially and so whenever you put your hands like on your hip bones whenever you're breathing you should feel your like stomach um waist area that should be moving every time if you're breathing properly properly um most of us are breathing much more shallow and up in our chest and when you do that you are keeping your mm, parasympathetic nervous system on which is keeping you feeling stressed it's keeping you in fight or flight and when we can get into those good belly breaths that diaphragmatic breathing we can actually kick on our sympathetic nervous system, which can help us calm down. Um, the other reason that I find breathing to be super helpful is because if you have a really squirrely brain and your brain is running 100 miles a minute and you're trying to calm yourself down with logic or intellect 
or you know some sort of like exercise that you're supposed to think through you're likely not able to access that because you can't access that part of your brain during that moment if you can at least stop yourself long enough to focus on your breathing you can get your body calm which can then trick your brain into being calm also because our brain and body are constantly talking back and forth back and forth back and forth so if your brain is anxious then it's going to make your body feel anxious and vice versa so when we can calm down one of them we can help calm down the other one too I still don't breathe properly all the time because I have years of breathing improperly under my belt just like everyone else but what I have noticed is that I've gotten really good at paying attention to my breathing when I'm driving and when I'm trying to fall asleep and then since I've been focusing on it so much during those times I am finding myself to be more aware of my breathing throughout the day too and most of the time when I'm feeling a little frantic, a little stressed out, I find myself breathing really shallowly. So if this sounds overwhelming at first, just focus on breathing properly when you are laying in bed at night trying to fall asleep or when you're driving in your car. Because both of those give you like just a minute to tune in. I promise it's going to make a huge difference. Okay, next one was eating. So again, we're eating, well at least we should be eating every day. And I know that a lot of people with ADHD struggle to remember to eat. We can do a whole separate episode about that. But today we're going to talk about optimizing what you actually eat. Because regulating your blood sugar is so important for how your brain is going to function. And if you're not regularly eating food, then your body is running on stress hormones, which is going to make you feel burnt out. It's going to make you feel stressed and you can only do that for so long and it's really hard on your health. So we want to make sure that we're actually eating and eating well. And again, I know that not everyone eats every single day. So if that's where you're starting at, I want you to just focus on eating at least three times a day. Like if you only eat one time a day right now, I want you to work on eating three times a day. If you're already eating three times a day, um, but you feel yourself being a little bit hungry in between, I want you to start focusing on adding in some small snacks in between. To keep your blood sugar regulated, I've heard, I'm not an expert in this area, but I've heard that you really need to be eating something every like two to three hours. And we also want to make sure that when we are eating, we have a carb, fat, and a protein. We're not just focused on one. Um, You're going to get the best energy. You're going to feel the most satiated when you have a protein, a fat, and a carb. And then if you're already eating all of those times, I want you to really focus on what you're eating and the quality of what you're eating and how clean it is. When it's possible to eat a whole food, that's always going to be preferred rather than a food-like product. You know, eating a bag of Cheetos um, and a scoop of peanut butter to balance it out so it has some fat and protein is not as ideal as having like some hummus with crackers and maybe some um, grass-fed cheese preferably raw if you can get it or um, you know some turkey a little turkey wrap with some veggies on it like having a full balanced meal with whole foods and balanced snacks is going to be the most ideal situation but I want you to really look at where you're at and start there don't try to go from zero to 60 because you're just going to get yourself stressed out and then you're likely to quit altogether
Okay, and finally, sleeping. Again, we should all be sleeping every single day, but I guarantee you're not getting enough sleep, especially if you're a female. Females need seven to nine hours of sleep. And if you're laying in bed for only seven hours, I guarantee you're not getting seven hours of sleep. We toss and turn in the night. We go through different sleep cycles. And the amount of time that you spend in bed does not equal how much time you're actually getting of rest. I was not aware of this until I started wearing a Fitbit. I We turn off our internet at night and I have my Bluetooth off, but I do wear a Fitbit to bed because um, the silent alarm is very convenient because we co-sleep. And I started it for that reason. And then when I realized how little sleep I was actually getting most nights, I was shocked. Well, okay, actually it goes between getting plenty of sleep and getting not enough. So... Sometimes I just go to bed with my toddler and I fall asleep and I don't wake up until a normal hour the next morning. So I'll get eight, nine hours of sleep a night um, on the weekends. Sometimes I get it usually around nine hours of sleep if I decide to go to bed early. Um, but I know most people are not going to bed until 10, 11, 12 o'clock and then they're waking up for work 5, 6, 7 a.m., you're not getting enough sleep if you are going to bed around those hours. I guarantee it. I can go to bed at 8 o'clock and some nights still only get 7 hours of sleep because of how long it can take me to fall asleep some nights. So if you're not already tracking your sleep and you have the ability to do that, I would highly recommend that. I also just recommend going to bed earlier. Sleep is so important for literally everything. Just one night of crappy sleep can impact your decisions the next day. You're more likely to make impulsive decisions when it comes to food. Your body is more likely to have heightened cortisol and you're going to feel stressed out. That's also going to impact your eating and your breathing. Um, other things that happen like so that's just after one night and then after multiple nights like we get into sleep deprivation very easily as a female you need seven to nine hours of sleep typically you have to find what really works for you um i personally feel best when i have at least eight um but when i'm in my luteal phase and in menstrual i need like nine to really feel good um and that's pretty typical in the second half of our period when you need um when you're in like luteal and in menstrual, you need it an hour, at least an hour extra compared to usual because of everything going on with your hormones. So that's something to definitely start paying attention to because if you're sleeping like crap or you're not getting enough sleep, that's impacting everything else. And it really doesn't matter what else you're doing. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to feel tired. If you eat really well, you're not sleeping, doesn't matter. You're going to feel like crap. You can take all the supplements in the world. If you're not getting quality sleep, you're going to feel like crap. It just, it is what it is. It's so, so, so important. So if you're not already focusing on that, I highly recommend it, especially because it's something we're already doing. The reason why I wanted to talk about breathing and eating and sleeping is because you're not having to add anything in, right? Like movement is also so important, but I understand that adding in movement is sometimes just not feasible depending on what's going on, or sometimes it just feels too overwhelming um so i really wanted to focus on things that we're all already doing and focus on making those the most useful to us and really optimizing those things 
So I hope that you found this helpful. Um, if you want more information about any of these, send me an email and we can do a full um, episode about it. Or if it's something that you think that you want one-on-one support with, also send me an email and we can talk about coaching. I can do just one call with you. We can kind of problem solve some things together. Or we can look at doing a whole month where we have a call at the beginning of the month. We check in through Voxer throughout the month. And then at the end of the month, we'll have another call kind of check in and see where you're at with your goals so if that's something that interests you go ahead and email me you can reach out on instagram also but i'm only there twice a week right now so it might take me a few days to get back to you depending on when you message me all right um i hope this helps you i hope bless you i love you and i will see you in the next episode have a wonderful thursday bye hey you thank you so much for listening i'm so happy to have been part of your day if you love this episode would you please consider sharing it on your instagram stories and tagging me this way i know what you're loving and what to make more of i'll see you next week bye